Hi, everyone. My name is Michaela, and I'm one of your hosts. And my name is Michelle, and I'm the other host. Perfect. And today we are going to be talking about self-love and how that can look in your life. What does it mean to have some self-love? We kind of touched a little bit on our last podcast, but today we're going to go and deep dive more into the various aspects of self-love and how that can look. So the first thing we can kind of kick off and talk about is know thyself and what that looks like when you're getting to have a bonded relationship with you. So Michelle, do you want to share a little bit what that might look like for a healthy relationship with yourself? Well, it's like you said, it's creating a whole new relationship for most of us. Um, We haven't been taught how to do self-love. So here we are, we got to create this new relationship. So one thing that you really should be looking at is learning what it is you love to do, not just what makes you feel better. Okay. So for me, things that I know that I love to do that fills my soul and really is something I would jump at the chance to do is I love to be out in the garden. I like my hands in the dirt. I like my feet in the dirt. I love to plant a seed and watch it grow. I get big, big joy out of that. And flowers, the colors, I mean, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel good about me. Um, You know, when I can watch my garden just turn into, I now have broccoli in my garden. I planted wheat. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with it. Maybe won't even have enough to make a loaf of bread. But I'm so excited. It's right at the point where it's going to be getting the little um, at the top of it that wheat has when you watch it. And I'm I'm just excited. So that's kind of a passion, a love. It's it's not just, oh, I have to do that to make me feel better. I, I, I will be out there doing it because I know that's where my love is. How about yourself? Yeah, of course. I mean. When you are creating this really beautiful relationship with yourself, one of the things that I've noticed, and I mean, I was there too, when really starting to establish this relationship with yourself, it might feel like this resistance of trying to, you know, be by yourself. I know that some people, they prefer not to be by themselves and others really enjoy it. And I think the one thing about being by yourself is understanding that a relationship with you is the key to absolute abundance, to understanding what is it that you want to create for yourself and going out and doing it, right? And it has to be by yourself, right? It's hard for us. A lot of times we might lean on others to figure out what is it that we actually want for ourselves and kind of taking people's opinions and what their choices are. But when you create a solid foundation of what you want in your life based off of the relationship and love you have for yourself, that's where change truly happens is because there's an undeniable love for you. And that comes with absolute solitude too. For me, mine was was a little extreme experience when I first uh, 
well, it, when it happened, when I went to Thailand specifically, and we all know about COVID and everything happened, but even before that, I was completely isolated. I was by myself. Um, when I moved to this Thai town, there was not really anybody that I could speak to when I first got there, especially I was by myself and I had to even teach myself Thai to even order food. And so I was extremely isolated and it was really hard for me to figure out and navigate through my life just with myself solely. And, um, so that was one thing is isolation and I'm not saying buy a ticket to Thailand and fly and be by yourself in a Thai town. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that taking that time, even 15 minutes to just be by yourself and to ask yourself, what is it that I actually want to create for myself in this life and how you can apply those thoughts and those messages, those chat channels coming through you, that emotional tie to what it is that you want in your life and going out and getting it. But that has to come from you being quiet and quieting your mind. So that's one big thing that I would suggest is being on your own, even for a little bit. And the other thing that I find the most um, important in myself of getting to know yourself is my creative side. And that comes Absolutely. through, yeah, my creativity flows in different ways, either, either it's drawing or creating something and design in Canva or something of that nature. It really goes through in a way that creativity is my way of getting to know myself and express myself and be consciously aware of what I'm drawing or what I'm creating. So, yeah. It's getting in touch with who you are and that who is the joy that you have and I get that we need to have silence at times in order to make or to let that develop and and that aloneness and a little bit adding to your story because I I do remember that I remembered that you were like what do I do now and I think the advice that I gave you at that time was you're going to learn a lot about you, just you. Go out and enjoy the nature. And I believe you went to a temple area that was phenomenal. And it was at that point that it was like, I think you changed in that this is going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And was kind of the starting point of a little bit of self-love relationship. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was nature. That was a huge thing that came in for me. So that was a huge yeah. part. And that frequently is where people can start with trying to understand and that self-love because nature, it loves just you. And it gives to you 100% all the time. So that might be a suggestion of a place to start. So. Yeah. so knowing yourself, it creates a bond with you in the relationship. In order to create the life that you want, you got to know who you are and where you're Absolutely. So Absolutely. Kind of feeding into our next topic when it comes to self-love is acknowledging yourself and also embracing the compliments that life gives you 
And just to explain a little bit about this is it's a form of accepting yourself. And when you deny compliments or even people acknowledging what you have done and you denying that is a form of denying yourself of that reception of what others are giving you, this positive energy, this encouragement. Absolutely. If you, if you feel like you can't accept compliments and it's hard for you, my question for you is why is it that you feel like you don't deserve them in the first place? And that comes from love, self-love, loving yourself enough to receive. And part of love is giving, yes, but it also comes from receiving, allowing yourself to have that love come to you. Do you have anything to add to that? I think most of us understand the term of love in giving, giving to others, being in a relationship where you're giving. But this self-love oftentimes is receiving and knowing that you are worthy. 100% worthy of something that you did and that someone has noticed that is a wonderful thing. So you need to step back and, and be able to change your mindset and say, I am worthy. I am 100% worthy of that. And yes, I did do that. And yes, I am that. So then that is... As I say, you have to get in the receptive mode. That's what part of that part of self-love is and embrace it, mm -hmm. embrace it, that that's, that you are worthy and go from there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, acknowledgements too, of acknowledging yourself yes. has to derive a lot of times from your childhood and mm -hmm. maybe not receiving compliments or acknowledges of your good and the things that you did do and feeling that because it didn't come from those people that you acknowledge as very significant in your life, like parents or friends or teachers, even if you don't receive that, or you are not receptive to it, then as you become an adult, it becomes even harder to acknowledge those moments when you should acknowledge them right? And pat right. yourself on the back. And that comes with a lot of the times in my coaching sessions, we, we acknowledge the celebrations of you and the things that you've done through the week, right? Those small moments, like acknowledging who you are and the things that you've done even through the week will significantly boost your willpower to want to do it again, right? Um, absolutely. 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 I have a, another example. I have a client in the egg and she's wanted to do lose weight. And my first comments to her were, when you learn to love yourself more, you will lose the weight. And guess what? After months, couple months, we've probably been at this five or six months. The other day I looked at her, I said, you look great. She goes, I've lost 20 pounds. There's where it is. That's part of it. That that's part of it. And she was very receptive to the fact that she changed too and was proud of what she had done. So, you know, um, getting into the receptive mode 
And it's not, I, I want to clarify, it's not egotistical, not in the least. There's no egotistical part of this. This is accepting that you have done something that is worthy of notice and and that you're appreciating you. So it's quite different. So I just wanted to make that sure that there was a clarification with that. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong to acknowledge and celebrate yourself. And that needs to be known. Not at all. Not at all. You can't. And if you feel guilty for even acknowledging the fact of how far you've come or even telling people, you know, how far you've come and that you're proud of yourself, it's not wrong to do that. It's, no. it's a good thing to acknowledge yourself and to keep encouraging yourself to do that. Because if you can't be on your side and be the cheerleader for yourself, then who's going to help you? Who's going to push you Exactly. Forward? You got to be exactly. your own cheerleader in this life. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone else is a bonus. Else, <laughs> it's a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that comes from embracing. So the other part when it comes to self-love is building a self-care routine and having a solid routine that, you know, you don't fall through with when acknowledging, for example, in coaching sessions, when I have my clients, we acknowledge what they've done. And even if they don't get to all their goals that they want to, there's still an emphasis on what you have done and also an awareness and questioning on what didn't get done and the blocks or maybe setbacks that resulted in it not getting done in the first place, right? So then the next time we are more, we're building that routine and the reason why behind that didn't get done in the first place. So what kind of intentional habits could you exemplify for us on building a solid self-care routine? So I can tell you that this actually is probably the hardest thing for me personally, um, building that routine and making it non-negotiable, non-negotiable, because I will set something aside to do it for someone else, even if it conflicts with what I was going to do with for me. So it becomes an understanding of, again, this is not egotistical that I need to do this for me so that I can be there for you. That's kind of how, you know, this, this whole thing also works. So for me, um, a non-negotiable thing that I have started is I'm now doing yoga. I do yoga because I physically need it and that I spiritually need it. And I'm enjoying the social part as well with, with the other individuals. And I am doing this at least twice a week. I also tap dance. I know it's hard to believe someone my age tap dances, but happy feet brings love to me. So um, those are things. And I don't negotiate those things. You know, sometimes I might say not want to do it, but then I look at it and say, oh, this brings me joy. This is for me. And I go um, forward with it. So those are the things about making it a habit. You have to make it a habit and you need to do it for you. Absolutely for you. 
So mm-hmm. anything to add? Yeah, it just makes me think of, uh, I had this client and um, she basically would want, she planned to go to the gym, you know, every day, five times a week. And she noticed she would journal and through that journaling process created awareness because lots of times we are functioning in, you know, this pre-programming state and it's habitual. And so she would journal those days where she felt like she didn't want to go to the gym and every single one of those days that she documented were things starting off at work where something didn't work out the way that she wanted it to. And it just became this like snowball that just kept building up this energy. And then finally she would finish work and she'd be like, I don't want to go. And it's during those moments where she would change the script that she was telling herself and say, you know what? I'm going to focus on the energy that I feel after the gym, that, that energy and that focus of how I feel after I go to the gym, even though during those moments where she felt shaky and that things just went so wrong, she still would focus on the end. And because she had conscious awareness of those days where she didn't want to go, she was able to push past them. And continue the routine that felt good for her, even through days, off days, which we all have. So that was one thing is being understanding, but also conscious. And I want to give you a tool to kind of take away from this when it comes to building these routines. There's something, if you haven't heard before, it's called the stone, pebble, and sand. And this is a little... Thing that you can do on your own is take out a piece of paper and you know put three different columns of things that are stones pebbles and sand and the stones are the non-negotiables those are the things in your life that you need to get done and that you want to get done and that's it so if it's going to the gym because energetically that boosts you throughout the day and that motivates you to keep going then that is a non-negotiable like you're doing that that's something that you feel good in doing if it's something like you need to sweep the floor and that's, that can be, you know, flexible. You don't have to do that right away. It doesn't, it does bring joy, but it's also not something that has to get done in that moment. So it isn't negotiable on when that can happen. So that would be going more into maybe the pebbles. If that's one thing that you feel like needs to get done, but can be pushed back. And so the pebbles are more about, yes, those things are necessary in your life, but they are flexible in when they can get right. done, right? And so those are the category. And then last one is sand. So those are the things that are like the extra, the bonus things in your life that, yeah, okay, I I could use this, but it's not a necessary thing that's going to bring, you know, so much joy in your life, right? So those are the things that can push back. So I suggest taking out a piece of paper and just in those three categories, put out what are the things that are the negotiable, the non-negotiable, and the flexible in between that. So yeah. And great. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I think that that's great. I mean, and obviously journaling is a, a writing things down makes it stick. So, um, and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It becomes your habit. 
It's and it, it's something that you want to do because again, it brings you joy, which is very um, connected to to self love. Absolutely. The last one is prioritizing your self compassion <laughs> and um, the self talk. Basically, is the key part of this is you need to realize is that your words hold such a vibrational outcome to the results that you're seeing in your life and they weigh a lot of weight. And so if you are not being compassionate and telling yourself that you're not good enough or I can't do this or this isn't even possible, I'm not like change is hard for me, then you will continually get that response and that result. Yeah because you are lacking the compassion and the love for you to keep encouraging you to keep moving yeah. forward. So you have something to add to that. We need to be kind towards ourselves. We need to be kind. I mean, that is something that we do to others. You have to, you know, show kindness. We're not, we can't run around angry at everyone. You won't have anybody around you. Number one, but if you do that to yourself, if you're angry with yourself, you're you're calling yourself names that you shouldn't be calling yourself. You know, I'm stupid. I'm this. I'm that. And they're they're negative. You need to stop that. That needs to stop. You need to embrace kindness, compassion towards yourself and and realize become aware of what your self talk is you know how am i talking to myself you know and stopping when you know it's not right when you know it's not a good thing you're going i shouldn't be doing that you know we all make mistakes we all make mistakes learn from them instead of punishing yourself from them so it's very, very important that you learn to be compassionate, accepting, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying to the point of, well, I'm just going to sit in my bedroom the whole time. No, this, this actually should make you feel more like doing things and, and action because you're not always going, oh, that was a stupid move and that kind of thing. Um, you accept it, say, yeah, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing, but I love myself. I learned from it and I'm moving on. I'm going to take this other thing on now. So I think it's very, it's a very powerful tool. And again, it is not egotistical in any way, shape or form. It's just not. It's learning to talk to yourself in a respectful way. So very important, very important. So this self-compassion absolutely leads to self-love. There's, there's no way that it can't. And the other thing that I think is so important, if you are not loving yourself, you cannot go on and truly love other people and be accepting of them. It, it, just, it just doesn't work. And there's no time on the planet that we need this more. So we really truly need to develop our self-love so that we can spread the love on this planet that needs to be there. Right. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, we want to welcome you and thank you again for tuning into Hello to Healing podcast. And yes. we want to share with you that we do have a few um, bonus sales going on right now. We have buy one, get one 50% off um, with the harmonic egg right now. So we do distance and in-person healing. So if you're interested a little bit more about how that energy healing process works, please reach out to us at powerwithinwellness at gmail.com. And uh, thank you again for listening and tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.